from the Mercy One Studio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction Services. Good morning. Welcome to Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be Not Afraid this morning. Father PJ, welcome back. Thank you. You look a little bit more browny. I'm a little colorful. I, I don't know that Irish people like me get brown. We go from white to red <laughs> rather rapidly. But I see. You should see the stripes on my feet. My, <laughs> my dear brothers and sisters, let us begin this moment in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grant us, Lord our God, that we may honor you with all our mind and love everyone in truth of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's very interesting connection, Father, that this coming Sunday Gospel, the Lord asking us to be salt of the, for the Word and also the light for the Word. And you came from Tanzania mm-hmm. a few days ago. So I'd like to begin the program today, invited you to share with us um, what is the meaning of the mission trip first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the in the Catholic context, obviously? So, you know, the the church is never uh, being itself if it's simply taking care of its own members. Uh, Father uh, Ricardo, when he was in, right, put, put it this way. He said, um, the church is the only organization that exists for the sake of the people who aren't a part of it. Oh, boy. And so um, – Especially in our experience of church, it's very easy for us to get local or parochial, right? It's just us and the people in our parish, the people that come to pray with us, the people that think like us, the people that look like us. Um, But, of course, the church, as it already exists, even in her members, is extraordinarily broad, diverse, uh, Catholic. So it's important for parishes, um, organizations, even families, to have some, um, some mission which takes them outside of themselves, Sometimes those missions are local, you know, so we do lots of local work with things like St. Vincent de Paul and uh, uh, the various um, intervisions and the various, uh, you know, right to life organizations. But one of the things we do at Christ the King and several other parishes have as well is a, is a sister parish or a mission parish in another part of the world, um, which is designed to sort of broaden our thinking and our feeling, help us think about the church beyond our own little corner of the world, in our case on the south side of Des Moines. Um, and to periodically visit those people so that it's not simply a matter of sort of throwing money at the problem of poverty, but cultivating real relationships with people who live in a very different way than we do. Excellent. When we are thinking in other churches, many people can ask, but we have a lot to do here. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to do here. Why we need to these kind of mission trips? And you describe Clearly, that is a you know the definition about universal Catholic Church, the contemplation of the Word of God spread throughout the world. Mm-hmm. How is the church in Tanzania, the Catholic Church? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, the first thing I want to say is that that anxiety around um, local versus global, or wondering uh, exactly how to use our resources, it's a fair worry to have, and and we shouldn't dismiss it too quickly. Um, Budgets are moral documents. They tell us about the things that we value. And um, 
and it's important for us to to, to look at uh, in terms of expenditures and income and make sure we're being just to to our own people. That's a very real thing. So it may not be possible for every community to have an uh, an outreach center like this all the time, right? But it is important, um, you know, the, 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 the church in Des Moines doesn't exist um, only for the sake of the people in Des Moines. And especially as the world has become smaller, um, more global, and especially as we encounter uh, immigrants, not just from one or two countries, but from dozens now, it's important, uh, as best as we're able, to, experience, to have the experience of going someplace else, not only have the experience of other people coming here. The church in Tanzania is Catholic in the, in the same way that we're Catholic. One of the things that I found very striking was um, the ways in which uh, the, the church in Tanzania, especially the part of Tanzania that, that we were in near Mount Kilimanjaro, um, really parallels in important ways where the church in America was 50, 60 years ago. You know, so the stories that um, I grew up with about you know, Father Phelan sleeping in the sacristy at St. Teresa the first few years until he could afford to build a house. I literally, I met that guy last week in Africa. Wow. <laughs> the, the priest who was sleeping in the church so that he could save enough money in order to build first a school and a convent and then ultimately uh, a rectory later. Um, they're at a very a different place kind of developmentally than we are right now because the church, the faith is newer there than it is here. Um, and so uh, so it's not so much as in terms of being behind, but just in a different a different place. But uh, in many ways, they struggle with the same things that we do. You know, um, the family, while it might be a little more cohesive there, like divorce is still a thing. Uh, families fall apart. Uh, people don't always act the way that they ought to. Um, the, there are struggles uh, with the government over church-state relations, um, protection of clergy, uh, you know, with the confessional, all the same kinds of things that we worry about here, they worry about there. They've just got a lot less money to work with to try and make some of it better. It also helps at times to, to highlight the, um, the problem of our own wealth and the way uh, in which we can very easily become distracted. The best thing about the trip was just not really having access to the internet for two weeks. Okay. It absolutely forced me to focus on the people right in front of me. I couldn't get distracted by my phone. That that is a and a, and a very eloquent description. That sometimes technology uh, is not uh, the best way to figure out our evangel evangelization mission and vocation as well. After our, our break, I'd like to asking you how we can approach as community and how understand this diversity Catholic celebration. Mm -hmm. Imagine. How is the difference between Tanzania and here. Catholic celebration of the Holy Mass versus uh, the Moines area? And also you have also Hispanic community as well over mm -hmm. there in Christ the King. Mm -hmm. So how we can enrich our approaching and pastoral approaching about this, um, these challenges in some ways, but at the same time, the diversity and beauty of the Catholic Church. Remember that we are in Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio, and be not afraid. Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed, accredited, and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Learn more at dreamdirt.com, including their online auction house, FarmBid, at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt 
Farm and Equipment Auction Services, Farm Auctions, done right. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Impoverished children break everyone's heart, but poverty seems like such a big problem. What can one person do to make a difference? For 17 years, Blessman International's passion has been to connect the resources of our donors with sustainable programs that impact the lives of impoverished children in South Africa. Our donors are feeding thousands of hungry children every week, providing basic water and sanitation for impoverished communities, and sharing the love of God in practical ways every day. Go to www.blessmaninternational.org and make your donation today. Hi, I'm Teresa, and as Executive Director of InterVisions Healthcare, I want to say thank you. Thank you to the thousands of women in Central Iowa for trusting InterVisions when it comes to your unplanned pregnancy. And thank you to the many supporters who have made it possible for us to serve these patients. We are excited to announce our second clinic on the South Side is currently open. Now we have two locations to better serve women with unplanned pregnancies or STDs. Would you like a tour of the clinic? Give us a call today to get that set up. 515-440-2273 or visit IVHcare.org. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq-demoine.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Diane Reinhardt. Would you consider a $30 a month donation? Your support keeps Iowa Catholic Radio on the air, connecting people to Christ. The Spring Carathon starts Monday, February 17th. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio, 11.50 a.m., 94.5 FM. Felipe J. join us this morning to talking about uh, his mission trip in Tanzania. Beautiful connection with the gospel. Why be a Christian in today's world? Mm. The gospel answered this question with two images. The Christian, a Christian is called to be salt and gave flavor to life. A Christian is called to be light and with the witness of this light to enable the world to see really with clarity and to walk the correct path. Mm-hmm. Very interesting reflection. Father, in terms of the celebration and the ritual in self about the sacrament, how was your experience in Tanzania? You know, I think uh, the experience of the church uh, in Africa generally, but in but in uh, the part of Africa that we were in specifically, I, th- I think it strikes um, Westerners and Americans as um, uh, very lively, um, but I think it surprises them at times. So on the one hand, it, it, it certainly doesn't track the ordinary um, sort of conservative liberal spectrum things that we that we're used to here in the states. So you know, this is this is the happy clappy parish, and this is the real traditional one. You know, on the one hand. Um, the 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 singing will go on for much longer than we're accustomed to here, um, and uh, and it is almost always accompanied by clapping and drums. On the other hand, 
communion is typically received kneeling at the altar rail, um, uh, only under one species, and uh, and there's a, a a much more traditional sort of feel, especially to the to the celebration of the sacrament itself, to the to the sacrificial offering of the mass, and so it's a very it's a very different kind of a, a mix, and I think the reason there, right, is because. Um, as the faith developed in Africa, especially in the 19th and 20th centuries, nobody was consciously trying to create one kind of liturgy or another. It was just the faith growing up inside of a people in a, in a way that was different because the people were different there than the people had been in, in the other places before. One of the things that I found really interesting was that um, while our people really kind of jammed on the music, they really, they really liked this. It was, it was very different than what we're used to here. What they didn't realize until I think about halfway through the trip was that what was actually being sung, because it was all in Swahili for the most part, uh-huh. um, were the propers of the mass, the entrance anaphon and the offertory anaphon oh, with a doxology at the end. Like they were, so in, in this way, it was much more traditional music than probably any parish in town here, um, but, it, but, but, but it was set sort of tonally to, to, to music that makes better sense in that cultural context. Um, but it wasn't; these weren't just like vernacular hymns, the way that we're used to in the states. It was, it, it was, it, it was stuff out of the missal. It's a and a very joyful, vibrant music. It's very attractive music. You feel a little bit weird that what happened here with these noisy expressions. How understand that? Yeah, I think I think one of the big things is that um, because there's clapping and because there's. Um, physical motion attached to it. Okay. Um, like charismatic? Yeah, that was probably the closest that we've got here in the States. Okay. But I think what's different here, which is not to say that we shouldn't do it, and I don't want you to hear that, but um, is that these things occupy a place in African culture in a way that they just don't in sort of standard suburban uh, American culture. Okay. So like clapping, for the most part, our experience of clapping is applause at the end of a thing that somebody else has done. Okay. So we clap at the end of a concert or we clap when somebody gives a speech or we clap in the middle of a rally or something like that. Um, that's not how clapping works there. <laughs> and so the use of clapping in worship operates differently because because rhythmically um, things things are just different. The use of the drum, right? So, so the, 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 there are drums in all the liturgies, but the drum is actually a sacred instrument. So you wouldn't walk into like a pub on a Friday night and have a guy jamming <laughs> on a drum – in the same way that we might have a guitar in a pub on Friday night and then the same guitar in the church on Saturday night. Um, it's not to say that you shouldn't do that, but they're, they're different, right? And they, and they sound different to the people that then produce it, um, which is important because, of course, whenever we use music at Mass, you're trying to solicit passions or feelings, the right kinds of feelings, in order for the people to be able to have the most profound experience of prayer. And if you wind up stirring up the wrong kinds of feelings, I, I, I think often there's a there's a, a setting of the Magnificat that we used to sing at the seminary that I taught at that is set to the tune of an old Irish bar song. And the old Irish bar song is about trying to seduce a girl and get her to come by the hedge with you. And Uh-oh. every time we'd be singing it, I don't think anybody else knew the the other lyrics, but every time we'd be trying to sing the Magnificat, all I'd be trying to think is, who am I trying to get behind the hedge? Like, it doesn't work, right? So it stirs up the wrong the wrong passions. Um, that's where you've got to, you know, when it comes to liturgical music, you've got to really seriously consider what it is you're trying to do. And where it's easy when you come into a culture from the outside to misunderstand what's happening. Wow. It's very interesting that uh, the title description that sometimes music needs to be equal to the liturgy 
in harmonious connection with the with, with the liturgy, or sometimes outside from the liturgy. I remember uh, Pope Benedict XVI in the the spirit of liturgy mm -hmm. in the beautiful book that described music are part of the liturgy and it's enjoyable manner. But sometimes with this particular cultural approaching create a little bit uh, confusion sometimes? You know, I, I, I think if we can pull it out of the mass for a sec, out of the liturgy and into just kind of regular life, another thing that we experienced was we were we were present for the dedication of a rectory at a, at a parish church. And um, and the rectory was big, and it was it was it was a big celebration, and it seemed kind of weird. Like we don't usually do that here, is have a dedication of the rectory. Mm -hmm. You might have the hall or something, but to make a big fuss over the priest's house would be kind of gauche, or like, we wouldn't like it. We'd think it's clerical, right? And um, and, uh, and 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 the lay people that were on the trip with me were frankly kind of annoyed. Like they thought this is really, this is really bad. These people don't understand Jesus or something. But when we scratched a little bit deeper and I started asking both the priests and the lay people what this was about, the dedication of a rectory there is the last step in a mission becoming a proper parish oh. because they now are a strong enough community. They can support their own priest. And so the building of the parish house is really important because it's kind of them making, staking their claim. Like we're here to stay now. And so it's important for them to build a house that's really – it's bigger than your house would be, bigger than a regular person's house would be, because it's not the priest's house personally. It's our house in common. It's the people's house, of which our priest happens to live, but he's only going to be here a few years, and then another priest will come and replace him. So it's not like we're just giving a father a big palace to live in or something. But without, without that background, this could look very funny and feel very funny to someone coming from the outside. It's these kinds of encounters that make the, 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 um, the interaction between multiple cultures so important because it challenges our prejudices and kind of our, our default settings. Very interesting description, and we, we have many things to learn mutually, you know? Remember that we are in Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be not afraid. Why do folks give to the Catholic tuition organization? Probably because they love Catholic schools, right? Partially, but they also like the tax benefits. Or they were helped when their kids were in school. Or they have been blessed and want to bless others. Whatever the reason, the 65% tax credits are great. And after all, it's for the kids and their future. Online, ctoiowa.org. <laughs> Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. 
Are you prepared for the 2020 Iowa Catholic Men's Conference Sons of the Father? Saturday, February 22nd at the Embassy Suites by Hilton downtown. Mass will be offered at 7.30 a.m., registration begins at 8, and the conference kicks off at 9 with Iowa State University head football coach Matt Campbell. Followed by Joe Stopulis from the Man Up Show. John Leonetti from Iowa Catholic Radio will host the Iowa Catholic Men's Conference Sons of the Father Saturday, February 22nd at the Embassy Suites by Hilton downtown. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray here from The Doctor Is In. Did I explain to you my Amway theory? Very simple. You give to this station. You support Catholic Radio, and you get a percentage credit of all the lives that are changed. This is true. I've been at this business a long time. I'll tell you, if you only knew the amount of people whose lives have been changed by Catholic Radio. So you support this station. It would be hard to find something where your support goes as far as it does. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio. Be not afraid. What the PJ describes before the break, uh, the very interesting diversity and quality life in a certain manner for the life of the priest, but also the meaning for the community to build a spot in a precisely encounter with the Holy Catholic Church in Tanzania. Make connection with that, the second reading from, uh, from this coming uh, fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time, in the first letter from St. Paul to the Corinthians, the aroma of Christ in the Word. St. Paul reminds us that we are called to be the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing, to one a fragrance from death to death, to the other a fragrance from life to life the question here is, do you allow the fragrance of Christ's love, truth, and holiness to permeate every area of your life, your thoughts, words, action, and relationships? Sometimes when we have been these kind of mission trips, we move in with our own structure, our mental position about our faith and Catholic Church as well. And sometimes it's challenging mm-hmm. when we face this kind of circumstances foreign, uh, in, in a foreign territories. How we can help in our community to understand this diversity? Mm-hmm. I think um, what strikes me both about uh, St. Paul's use of the, the imagery of fragrance and then the Lord's language of salt and light is that all of these are integral qualities of the objects in question. If you put salt into soup, you can't get the salt back out. Once it's flavored the soup, you're stuck with it, which is different than what happens when you put salt on the wok to to (laughs) make it less slippery. You can get the salt back, but you're never going to be able to put it in soup anymore, right? (laughs) Likewise with light, you can't – once the light's on, you can't get rid of it without extinguishing the source of the light. So also with fragrance, right? When things smell, you can try and cover it up with another smell – but you can't make it go away unless you make the source of the of the fragrance go away. Um, I think uh, diversity in the church works much the same. You can't simply pick up the faith in one country and try and transplant it immediately and without uh, adjustment or whatever to another country. What will happen necessarily is it begins to take new shape and form in the in the place that it is. My um, my favorite Christmas carol, and this is more recent, just in the last few years, but is but is called the Huron Carol. 
And it's 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 a beautiful mix of the French missionaries. It's, it was written by Saint Jean de Brebeuf, um, but it was it, it's it's the tune is French, so it came from a French carol that already existed. But he used Huron words. He wrote it in in Iroquois or Algonquin, whatever the language was, and imagery. So you know they 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 didn't have kings in in uh, North America at the time. So he talks about three three wandering chieftains. Um, there aren't swaddling clothes, so the baby is wrapped in a beaver pelt. Uh, there aren't sheep, so they're herding buffalo, right? So, 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 but but it's the same story. They just had to find a way to make it live in the culture in the culture in which it was. But it also wasn't absent the way that he'd received it in France because it still carried the musical quality of the uh, of the music that he knew as a boy growing up. I think for the immigrant communities that we have here in Des Moines, you know, they, they bring great diversity and, and terrific um, experience and uh, opportunity for the church here in the States. On Sunday, we had the, the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. We, of course, blessed candles, which is a universal custom in the church. But um, we also blessed the, the, the infant Jesuses, which right, is a Hispanic right. custom. Now, m- right. most of the Anglos had never seen that before. But I was so grateful that at every one of our English masses, there was at least one Hispanic family that had brought their baby Jesus because it allowed me to introduce that to the, uh, to the Anglo community. I think there's terrific opportunity um, you know, with things like the Hispanic custom of presenting the child uh, after the manner of the Lord's presentation. I think that's a custom that could very easily be appropriated and maybe even used to bring in people who aren't often at church. But if they bring their child in for the presentation, then you can you can get your hooks in them and bring them. I think, um, you know, the, the, the Hispanic use of padrinos, uh, if it's done rightly, if, if you have people that really are faithful and, and, and you really sort of highlight the importance of, of godparents in general for the Christian life, there could be a great gift here for everyone. It won't look exactly the way that it looked in Mexico or in Latin America, but it'll draw on that and on the existing experience of the faith here and make something beautiful and new. And and the same for our Eritrean friends that have come in, for the Slavs that have come in, all of them that are more recent immigrant groups. It's a very, very clear invitation that we can build a united, united church. Everybody are welcome. We can work in a, in a respectful manner and enrich our faith with the living devotion about other cultures as well. And finally, is the goal in the Catholic Church. It's the same church. We are not exclusively <laughs> in a certain ways. And also people in Tanzania are in a tremendous gratitude to United States and Christ the key parish for many of the donors that have been supporting the mission as well, you know? Well, and thanks, of course, have to go to, to Monsignor Frank Bignano and uh, to Art and Kate Capola, who were really instrumental in starting this whole project and, and, and in helping bring clean water, which is the major kind of work that we do that we're over there, to more than 40, uh, 40 Catholic secondary schools. There's all kinds of kids now that aren't suffering with dysentery because of the clean water that the wow. donors have been able to provide. May the Lord in his mercy and compassion blessing all those generous hearts and people that have been, have been living actively the Catholic faith and their vocation as a Christian son and daughters of God mm-hmm. that moving forward to praise God through these kind of actions. Father, I'd like to ask you finally to give us your blessing in Swahili. <laughs> I can do the end of it. Um, May the passion of our Lord Jesus and the merits and the prayers of the Blessed Virgin and St. Joseph and all the holy saints of Africa 
Grant that whatever good you do or suffering you endure, heal you all your sins, help you grow in holiness, and bring you to everlasting life. In Amina Nabwana, Mrahan Roho Matakatifu, Amina. Amina. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services.